Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the TLGE Network Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Stewart. Thank you so much for being with us today. We get to hear a conversation today from Sam and Andrea Nichols. They are friends of mine. Over the last six years, we've developed an awesome relationship and we've worked together in various ways. I'm excited that you get to hear their testimony as young entrepreneurs. You get to hear their story of getting married and you get to be able to just reflect wherever you are in life. You get to hear opportunities for transformation and values and and how we can really grow wherever we are in life. So I hope that you are well wherever you are, and I hope that you are ready for an awesome conversation with Sam and Andrea Nichols. Sam and Andrea, thank you so much. This has been a long time coming. Andrea, obviously, you helped me get all of this set up, all of the cover art and everything that is TLGE. You set up in roughly 48 hours with all of your amazing work. And Sam, you have been supporting along the way, giving me amazing feedback and helping me get this thing started. So thank you. So for those who are listening in other countries and those of you who don't follow this podcast regularly, and this is your first episode, you have a lot to catch up on, but uh, we're just going to dive on in and uh, Sam and Andrea and I are going to share with you how we know each other, and then we'll jump into story time. So I will go third in this process. So one of you two gets to go first on how you know me, and then I think it would be also fun for how you got to know uh, the other. So whether Andrea getting to know Sam, I think it'd be fun for us to kind of go in circles. So who wants to go first on how they got to know each other? I can go first. Here we go. (laughs) Um, Well, we all met six years ago when we started at Select, but actually I knew you from college, so we started working together six years ago. Yeah, That's how Andrea knows me. And then you met Sam, how? At Select. At Select, doing what specifically? Well, I don't know if we probably met until the first year that we became production associates, probably. And so we started training together and then started overseeing our teams that first year. And yeah, both kind of met each other at the same position, I guess. Same year. Awesome. Both painters. We all started as painters. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that us came with a painting experience? I didn't come with any. So my dad's a painting contractor. So okay. I grew up painting with him. Where was that at? Um, in Columbus, Nebraska. Okay. Yeah. So through high school and college, I would paint with him. Okay. Well, that makes sense why we know who the best painter in mm-hmm. the room is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Sam, your turn. How do you recall knowing me and getting to know Andrew? Yeah. So I uh, met you um, at Select Painting. Once again, uh, my brother was... Uh, our boss. And uh, yeah, when uh, my first day or first week was one of the first handful of weeks of the exterior season. And you had started a few weeks before along with two other younger gentlemen. And then, um, yeah, so, so we just painted together for those first few weeks, I think, but then on and off throughout the summer. Um, Yeah. So that's how you and I met. We also have Cooper here, 
So for those of you who will hear some awesome sounds that I'm not going to interrupt because we're going to let Cooper have a, a, a nice evening. Uh, Cooper is, uh, you want to give some, some uh, info on Cooper because I don't know much about dogs. Cooper is our fur baby. He is over a little over two years old. He's an Aussie doodle, which is an Australian shepherd poodle mix. He's got a lot of energy, and we love him a lot. Are there any more Cooper family members going to be adding to the family in any way? Yeah. There are. Uh, there might be. There yeah. might be. Yeah. Cooper's been asking for a brother lately. Okay. So. Yeah. So it's not a matter of if it's more right. when. All right. So that's fun. Yep. So that's a little bit of how we know each other, everybody. And we're going to jump into story time. We're going to flow right in. Uh, before we go into story time, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. And we'll flip, you'll catch you on the This week's sponsor is Select Painting. With over a decade of professional experience in the Sioux Empire, Voted number one in local best surveys for eight consecutive years, Select Painting is South Dakota's largest painting company. I am honored to say that while SP continues to impact the lives of their employees and customers as they grow, the company relentlessly aims to deepen their vision of transforming lives, growing in excellence. I have the honor of witnessing the owners, managers, and painters continue to practice the values of family, fun, grit, and growth in a way that changes the atmosphere of every job site they work on. In May, Select Painting is offering a special Painter for a Day package while continuing to give free estimates to residential customers. We want all our customers and employees to know we are doing everything that the CDC has recommended for construction equipment and staff to be clean and safe during this COVID season. Select Painting is in the middle of their recruiting season hiring positions for commercial and residential for the spring, summer, and fall as well. Thank you again, Select Painting, for all you do to make this podcast a reality. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for taking time to listen. Before we jump into getting more from uh, Sam and Andrea and hearing their stories, thanks so much for listening. And I am so excited to be able to let y'all hear this story. It is so sweet. I know it uh, in in a, in a lot of different parts and, and chunks, but I'm excited to kind of have it all captured and them sharing it together. I haven't heard it together before. So Sam, you want to kind of start us off with, just tell us a little bit about uh, where you've been in life. How'd you get to you know where you're at right now and uh, a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um... So I grew up in a small town in north central Iowa uh, called Webster City, Iowa. Uh, I moved to Sioux Falls when I was about 12 years old. And uh, yeah, went to middle school, high school here. And then uh, I did, I guess, let me backtrack just a bit. I guess like in my high school years and through college, I was kind of on like this path of just like, I wouldn't say total recklessness, but, um, like I was lost and, you know, not necessarily up to the, you know, the most good. I wasn't a terrible kid, but, um, yeah, I, I made some poor decisions and whatever. Um, uh, but anyways, I did, 
went to high school at Roosevelt High School. Um, just kind of floated by there. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Then I went to one year at USD. Um, and I didn't really love that either. It was okay. Um, I've always kind of not really liked school a whole lot, but like I've worked since I was 12. My first job wow. um, was a dishwasher at in, in, in our hometown. Um, yeah, 12 years old and um, did stuff like detasseling and, you know, some of that good old stuff that people do from from Iowa growing up. So um, Inside joke for yeah, those from of you. Anyone from Iowa, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the, the bullet points. Um, but I guess somewhere around the age of like 19, 20 or so, like I was kind of like in just the same pattern that I was kind of stuck in for, for a few years, but like really hollow, really empty. I don't know if I would quite call it like this state of depression, but like if I've ever been close to that, this, this was, um, this was when, um, and was going through this long drawn out breakup with girl I was dating at the time. And I was just not super healthy and, um, yeah, so I was just just kind of lost and really just felt like purposeless and and everything. And um, this was around the time I started working at Select Painting too. I think I did one summer um, in between school school years, and then uh, yeah, then I went back to school that year. Um, wasn't working at Select through the through the school year, but. Uh, Let's see. I just remember once again just feeling like this emptiness and and uh, just really lost. And and there was one week that was like this really monumental week for me. Um, I was at school one day and I can't really describe it. I don't know what happened or why, but like I was just hit by this flood of emotions. I was sitting in class and um, I just started bawling and crying. And like, I just had to get up and leave and just kind of flew under the radar. And um, yeah, I was just like definitely at my lowest of lows. Um, But the rest of that week was just like, this crazy like calling um so i'll remember i I remember that night i went to work at jimmy john's and my good friend nick schultz was there he was just getting off as i was clocking in and he just took one look at me and he asked like are you okay what's up and like i didn't really want to talk about it um i just said i was having a bad day or whatever. I think he knew that it was more than that. And he just came to Jimmy John's that evening on my break and like, he didn't pry or anything. Um, but he just, I think he just felt that I needed like a friend and, and he was just there. And that was like really, really big deal for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I appreciate Nick so much for that still to this day. Um, so that was like one, like, just really thoughtful thing that, that spoke to me, but like, it wasn't enough to like get me out of this rut. Um, and then later 
in the week. It might even have been the next day. Um, my older sister called me and she was just asking how I was doing. And uh, we didn't necessarily talk uh, super frequently on the phone. Like it was a little bit random that I, I don't want to say random, but like not a really common occurrence that we would just catch up and talk on the phone and everything. Um, and I, I kind of let her in on how I was doing. Um, I didn't tell her the full story, but like just said I was struggling and I'm thinking about dropping out of school and this and that. And, um, and she just like spoke into me and I don't remember the exact words she had, but like was just super encouraging and just shared her opinions of me and what she saw in me and um, just gave me certain, you know, advice on how to proceed. And, and that was just really, once again, like something that meant a lot to me because it wasn't, that was kind of uncommon. Um, and it spoke a lot into how I was feeling. Um, but once again, not enough to get me out of, the rut that I was in. Um, and then I think once again, it was the next day that my brother called me, um, just chatted for a few minutes. Uh, we didn't dive too deep into anything. Um, but as he wrapped up the phone call, he basically told me that he got a call from Nate to Naple that week. And Nate apparently like, was just singing my praises or, 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 uh, my brother basically just said he was, you know, Nate was impressed with me last year or something along those lines. Um, which was like just way out of left field, caught me off guard. Um, but meant a lot to me once again, like, so, so all in one week, um, I, I, I was at like my lowest of lows and then the whole rest of the week, it was like this overflow of people loving on me that was like not normal. Right. Um, that wasn't like very common. And it was just like insane. And I always grew up a believer in, in everything around this age. I was kind of questioning things and whatever. But like it was after that week, I was like, okay, God, I get it. Like. <laughs> I believe like, I don't, I, I don't doubt anything anymore. And so to, to wrap that up, um, that week or the next week or something, Nate Snaple got a hold of me and he asked if I wanted to, um, meet and talk about last year and, and maybe this upcoming year. And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Um, and so as he was talking, we met at cafe, uh, he starts talking about this role that they're they're um, building and hiring for, and I kind of thought this meeting was just to get like feedback and and everything from the previous year, but then all of a sudden like it kind of clicks and I'm like, whoa! So like, are you like wanting me to to be in this role? Um, like, and and he was like, well, yeah, I think I'd like you to to interview for it, and the following week I or. So, you know, short, shortly after that, I interviewed, um, and got the job. And, uh, that was like just such a pivotal, like that whole sequence of events was so pivotal in my life. Right. Probably the like biggest, um, milestone in my life that I ever had in, in my life, just 
started to become full and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I got the job at Select as a PA. Yeah, just was granted a lot of opportunities put into this community that like meant so much, like people who cared, people who were intentional. Um, yeah. And had a great year. I worked my butt off that, that first year worked probably 70, 80 hours a week, hours a week, like nonstop the whole summer, but, um, ended up getting production associate of the year that year, which blew me away. I was not expecting it at all. And it was just, it was just like the cherry on top for, for everything that I was feeling. And so huge, huge growth for me that year. And it just set me on a, on a track to, you know, where we are today and ended up meeting my wife there and, you know, and now we're starting a business and so on (laughs) and so forth. Um, So, yeah. So good. We're going to dig into a lot of that after we hear from Andrea here and connecting some dots. So I'm excited to, to talk to you more about that story. Andrea, when you connect those dots in a minute, just catch us up to speed on who you are and, uh, and, and where you kind of come from. And, and then I want you to kind of transition right into connecting the dots with Sam and, and some of the things we talked about. Sure. Um, so kind of my story, I grew up in Columbus, Nebraska, um, had a good life growing up, um, smaller town, went to a private school growing up. And when I was looking for a place to go to college, that's really what brought me to Sioux Falls and then USF. Um, going to a private school, I was looking for, I'd gone to a public high school, but wanted to go back to kind of this private school with a community and like this meeting people that have a deep passion for God and for life. And so Um, That was a big decision for me. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that I thought a lot about back then, which surprises me now, is that I wanted to go to a college that I loved and found community in, but I also could see myself um, settling into the city too. Like it was somewhere I would almost be having the rest of my life after college. Awesome. Um, And I just, we love Sioux Falls and we love the community we found, I found right after college. And um, so I just, it's funny thinking back on that, but um, Yeah, so I went to school at USF for graphic design, art major, minors in entrepreneurial studies and marketing. Um, And Sam didn't mention he went to STI for graphic design also. So we both have a love for design and color and quality work and things like that. Oh, yes. Um, But uh, yeah, so spent four years there and um, started applying places after college. I'd painted for a summer in college, because like I said earlier, I'd painted with my dad growing up, just something that I knew. Um, So when I was graduating, I wanted to find a career, but since I knew painting, that's when I also interviewed at Select for the PA position. And it wasn't what I was expecting at all um, as a next step out of college, but um, it, yeah, it, the way it was, the picture that was painted for us was this management position um, with a lot of opportunity. And it felt um, like something desirable and like, uh, I guess, elite is the word I'm looking for, for yes. an elite position. Um, so I was really nervous, like taking that job, but um, was really excited too. So that's mm-hmm. kind of leading up to select. There it is. And so what I want to, focus on now is just uh 
you mentioned, Andrea, off air, just connecting kind of your two your stories and and how that intersected. And and there's some there's some fun stories within that. I'm in that story a little bit. I don't need to bring that up, but if you want to, you can. But oh, yeah. uh, if you guys just want to share, uh, you know, for those who are interested in awesome love stories, this is one of them. So go ahead and uh, whoever wants to start, just go ahead and connect some dots. Yeah. So um, as we both started there, we were both painting, doing our own thing. And kind of my story too, I had a lot of growth out of college also. I had some friendships and relationships that kind of dissolved and, um, and then, and had some hurt that happened in my life. And after college, I moved into a house with some other roommates that I just had a lot of healing come from that. And I think that that I just found a lot of community there and then a lot of community at, at select. And so I think Sam and I both were kind of like digging into, or like wanting to get really connected in the place we were working. Select has this beautiful community that extends so much more than just the trade and like the skill that we're doing when we're working. And so I think Sam and I caught like wind of that and both really pursued it. Mm -hmm. So I think we started to go to some events outside of work and stuff and just saw each other at more things and training events. But the funny thing was, so it was, was that a, a year after working at Select, basically? A year after being PA. So our, I think this was our year. third year. Okay. Three years later, we were both single and just, I don't know, somehow very separately started to have interest in one another. But the funny thing was just like, there was multiple scenarios that I can clearly remember that we kept running into each other when we shouldn't have been anywhere near each other. One time I was going to see my crew working at this house on one <laughs> side of town and I was I was on the phone with one of my friends telling them about Sam and like I was struggling with an employee I was um, leading at the time and I didn't really know what to do. And I said, maybe I should ask Sam because we kind of trained on this last weekend. Like maybe I should get his advice on how to handle this employee. And, and, but I'm like scared to just call him just to talk <laughs> about that. And as I'm talking to my friend on the phone, I'm driving to the house that I think I'm paint my crew is painting at and there's a van sitting outside. And so I just pull up. I assume that that's the house that my crew is painting at. And I walk in the front door and Sam is painting in the living room. <laughs> and um, so that was just really funny. And then I call my friend back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just ran into him at someone's house that I wasn't <laughs> planning to be at. I think it was just me there too. Yeah, I think so. So we talked <laughs> for, I think I lingered for like a half hour, an yeah. hour, just talking. Um, and and then we would be, you know, dropping off supplies, you know, later in the day when all of our people had gone home at seven or whatever in the shop. We were just dropping things off and we were both there. And so there was a handful of situations that we ran into each other. So he was on my mind, he was on my heart. And then I just feel like God was like, here he is, here he is, here he is, like right. in all these random places. Right. So that all just kind of, started everything that's so good and, and yeah go ahead. yeah that's all that's all i got <laughs> anything you want to add yeah no i she summed it up really well it, like those times that we saw each other they were just so it was it was like seven or eight o'clock at night at the shop when like nobody other than apparently us ever worked that late <laughs> um and it, it was like two or three different times and and then, sorry, can I cut you off? Yeah. So the, when we when he did ask me on a date, 
I dropped stuff off. He was in there spraying doors or something like that. He left, or maybe whatever, yeah, other way I around. I was person. inside, he was outside. He left and I thought for like a couple minutes, should I go out and talk to him? Should I like ask him on a date? I should just follow him out. And I didn't do anything. And later, as we talked about the situation, he sat in his car for 10 or 15 minutes. I think it was thinking, like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> thinking he should come in and ask me out. Yeah. But in the end, like an hour or two later, we were both at home and he called me. And that's yeah. when he asked me on my first, our first date. Right on. Yeah. And to give more substance to that, it, it, I didn't just call her. It, it took a lot. So there was kind of two... Um, little pep talks I, I needed to have. Um, well, apparently I needed to have. Um, <laughs> and one was with you, Gordon, where you just stopped by my house. We were living just a couple blocks away from each other at that time. And super random, but um, we hung out for a few hours that night and just talked and it was great. And then at one point you were like, so do you have any ladies in your life or whatever? And I like was kind of reluctant. I was like, yeah and it's like well you know her and it's like who is it and i said andrea and you did this because <laughs> you do that all the time right <laughs> he stomped his feet and, uh and like <laughs> and uh i expressed like just my fears with it all um work related just work related like exactly these. like yeah. like i love this job i love this people like what if we date it doesn't work and out. it doesn't work out. Then it's awkward. Like you're both that's super weird. And- right. Or what if I ask her out and she says no? Um, right. All all kinds of excuses um, I would give myself. And I remember the 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 best advice I got um, that you you gave to me was like, you know, work. This this might be your job for the next year five years 10 years 20 years but it's not going to be a lifetime right like in and marriage say say you ask this girl out and you date you know obviously the intentions of dating is is are to get married and um if you get married that's that's a lifetime of of joy and happiness and basically you told me don't sacrifice a lifetime of happiness for right your temporary job. Right. Come on. Um, yeah. Amen. It was great. And I actually told when I, and, and so then I think that was a couple of days before I actually mustered up the courage to do it. But, um, I was with my roommate and his, uh, girlfriend at the time, um, just chatting with them and they knew I was, I was smitten on Andrea for a while. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, and I was just like stress, anxious, like, and my roommate's girlfriend was just like, Sam, you just gotta, you just gotta ask. Like, I have fr- people I'm still friends with today that have asked me out, and it's not awkward and it's not weird. Just do it. Like, you like this girl, you just gotta do it. And I was like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so I went into the garage and I paced around for a long time, and then I called Andrea. <laughs> And I talked in circles for for probably over a half hour, never really saying anything, but like kind of address, like kind of like bringing up all these like little encounters that we had, um, and like trying to. I think I was trying to like feel her out rather than like show my cards, and 
she kind of got that and help uh, help coax the coax the conversation along. But nice. anyways, it concluded with us deciding to get coffee that next Saturday. Um, and we just talk about things more. And then later that week, she like, it wasn't like clearly like a date or not, but then later that week she texted me and she's like, you know, since there are like intentions behind this, like it's okay if we call it a date. It's like, and I was with Nick and Anna at the time, actually. Um, I can't remember what we were doing, but I was just like, super pumped and i was like (laughs) i got a date no way like this is crazy so we went on a date that saturday and it was good yeah and now here we are here we are we are in your beautiful home and there's so much that we can look back on and uh and there's so much i want to i want to talk about what's going on now and i want to talk about the future and so we'll take a break we'll collect ourselves and we'll get into our equipping section and talk to our audience. Beautiful. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging in here with us. We are getting into some really good stuff. And we're going to start with asking one more uh, story from Sam and Andrea. And that's around how Nichols painting came into existence. Where was the original idea? And around whether it's the logo or the story or the vision or the mission, uh, however you all want to answer that. There's no obviously right or wrong answer, but uh, who gets credit for really founding the, the company? Let's start there. And that'll, that'll really be able to let someone speak up first. <laughs> I don't know if we can answer that one. Specifically, who was the first founding thought of it? Yeah, I think we've always both like toyed with the idea. Um, maybe I, I maybe did a little more than you like earlier on. Um, yeah. But it was kind of just like daydreaming and um, hopeful thinking and, and things stuff. like that. Like they, they were conversations well, on dates. I think probably more when we were just painting together. Like, um, whether it was for friends and family or something on the weekend or on the side, like just, it was like, Oh, you're actually pretty good at this. And I'm actually pretty good at this. And what if we could, like, I don't know. We just started to learn the things that we felt like were really valuable that we would love to do really well. And, um, it just it was a very slow progression. Right. Do you have a, a memory of like the the date or the month or the year that it was like, we're going to go mm. for this? Yeah, I remember. Oh, I mean, it was it. last summer. Um, awesome. Like I was pretty serious, like, like ready and like whatever. But there, she just had a tough day at work one summer last year and – I remember she came home and just said, like, I'm ready. Like, right. Let's like, I'm ready to just commit to this and plan for it. And, um, and the rest is history. Like, I think we started dreaming about what it could be and what it could look like. And then we started thinking of names and, um, I think our first, uh, Instagram, we made an Instagram well before we 
did anything else. Um, and I think our first post was in June of last year. Um, and we were, we were, um, we didn't have anybody, we had it private so nobody could follow us or anything, but, um, I mean, we were having more serious talks before then. So, um, so yeah, it was the reason I asked specifically, you know, starting there is with entrepreneurs that are listening or even leaders that are wanting to take that step. I think having a vulnerable conversation is as best we can around like, where does it start and how long yeah. did it take? And, and obviously every story is different, but before we get into this equipping section where we're going to talk about spiritual and practical tools, I thought that would be fun for yeah. listeners to just get a, a little taste of, of what that looked like from your guys' perspective. Super good. So what I want to do now is, is take some time to talk to our entrepreneurs and talk to whether maybe they're ministry leaders, maybe they are in the blue collar trades, um, wherever they're at, maybe they're, they're just in a marketplace uh, position in, in various uh, roles. But we're going to kind of think about your guys' experience uh, from, from, from the workplace, from the marketplace, and, uh, and we're just going to have a conversation around what, what we want and what we hope people can uh, practice and, and what they can uh, hopefully hear from your guys' hearts and, and from our conversation, things that they can uh, start to do on their own. So I'll start because I'll just, uh, I just want to kind of think about your guys' story. So you uh, have, for those of you who, those who know you, uh, obviously we're going to have listeners that don't know you uh, directly, but in your guys' specific roles that you were always in, you mentioned it very briefly, but it was around quality and it was around just the focus about quality. And, and, and so I think that's something that I, I want to just like touch on quite a bit here is, you know, when you're starting your own company, uh, I, I can't think of many more important focuses than making sure you're going to deliver a quality product, whatever that is. And, and right now we're talking about, you know, a painting trade and we're talking about delivering a you know, quality paint job. But it's so much more, right, than just a paint oh, yeah. job. It's about a quality <laughs> estimate. It's about a quality, you know, interaction with another person that we're actually doing business for. And and just all the things that, you know, happen on the back end, making sure all the paperwork is, is, is right and uh, that you're not overwhelmed at the end of a job with admin and, and you get all sorts of lost in, in the business and you start losing the quality that you're, that you're wanting to, to keep priority. So when you think about quality, either you can kind of answer this, but uh, what comes to mind in regards to, you know, how did you get that? How, how do, how have you fostered that and grown and actually like getting better? So does, does anyone want to kind of jump into that? Yeah. Um, so I guess the, First thing that comes to mind, um, like I said earlier, like I've always worked um, and enjoyed working first, got my first job when I was 12. And so like, there's always been like that drive and like work ethic that I've had. That's just kind of 
just been in my blood. Um, but th- what I was thinking of while you were saying that is um, on the second job that I ever started um, was when my brother was was our boss. And it was you and I were both there. And I think Nick was there and a couple other guys. But I, I was maybe a, a week in at this point or something. Um, and we were working on this job and we were like getting into painting or had started painting or something, but we were all on like this one side of the house. And I, we were like talking about something or my brother was like pointing something out to us or I, I can't remember exactly, but um, the homeowner comes out and like, he wasn't upset at all, just being nice, reasonable, whatever. Um, as far as I remember, at least. And he just like pointed out this area that needed caulking. And he was like, are you guys going to caulk that? And my brother's like, yeah, we'll caulk that. Don't worry. But we had already done the caulking at that point. And I remember once the customer left, my brother looked at us and he was like, guys, holy cow. <laughs> like we had already done the caulking. Like that was embarrassing. Like, and he just like, this was a really big deal for him. And I was like, like the customer wasn't even upset or anything. And he just like did a really good job of like, like creating this um, standard. Like, like that was, that was not good that the homeowner saw that. And and we were already onto painting at that point. Like we should have caught that. Um, yeah. So I think like, as far as my introduction to select, like I had known select had a really good reputation. Um, we were local best and stuff before then, but like I had never painted before. I don't know what that means. And, um, yeah, so that, that was kind of my first impression in like, that's always what I wanted to carry with me was like that high standard. And that's what I wanted to transfer on to like my crew and to, the, as the following year, as I became a production associate, like to, to everyone else, like I wanted them to take it that seriously. Um, and I think that's why I had a successful first year. And I, I always glorify that first year. Um, maybe it wasn't as good as I always think it is, but, um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of the, the start of it for right. me. Right. So. The idea of pursuing excellence and the discipline of it. Like I think yeah. we, held on to that really tightly that first year and what that means and looks like. Right. Yeah, totally. And we had, we had those values when we, when we first started the core values of select painting were the, the acronym was E per D stood for pursuit of excellence, perspective beyond the moment, um, reliable in my commitments, discipline in my actions or, um, in that order. Yep. And and that, yeah, pretty much. And like, those were filters for me for every scenario I ever, like, like every fork in the road. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't a professional painter at this point and I didn't always have the answers, but whenever I didn't have the answer, I would just ask myself, am I pursuing excellence? Am I being reliable in my commitments? Am I being disciplined in my actions? Am I having perspective beyond the moment? And like those, like, like I, I hundred percent attribute all the success that I had those first few years to those, like being 
filters for for the way I conducted my work. And then they like worked its way outside work, you know, like then it was just, that was just a, a standard for life, not just for work. And Nick Schultz and I, we started the same year and um, uh, we actually got tattoos of the two, two select painting circles. You know, it's not the yes. select painting logo, but it's like the, yeah, basically like oh, a sim- symbol of it. Um, and like, that's why we got the, um, the tattoos is to pay homage to, um, to those core values that like just meant, meant a lot to both of us, Nick, Nick as well. So, so to summarize that, you know, I think about what you said regarding your brother and what he communicated, which was not necessarily the values, Yeah, but then you also had a foundation as you grew as a professional and as a person, you had these values that were becoming more and more real and you were able to transfer words to like a product to, yeah. to a, to an actual, like, this is what, this is how you actually get quality. It's not about putting 80 hours in a week. You can put 80 hours in a week and that doesn't guarantee quality. Yeah. So, so the question for our entrepreneurs and for those who are listening, wherever they're at, is you know how do you get quality it's having good values it doesn't mean it has to be those values but definitely taking time as a as a person to know what your values are and and where you're drawing those from and how sustainable they are so good yeah um something that really stands out for me for quality it's something that i've been thinking about a lot lately and as i when i uh I finished working at Select Painting a couple months back and before starting Nichols Painting, I worked for a corporate big box store for a little bit. I'm really thankful for that time because I think it helped me like hone into what did I learn for the last six years and how do I want to implement that as we start our business? Like these things are extremely important um, and impacted an employee's experience, the manager's experience and leadership, like just really big things. So speaking of speaking into quality, what I've found so important is the, the aspect of just quality in relationships and building like culture and community and really caring about the people that you're hiring and that you're working for. That's what I think we experienced kind of what I hit on earlier of the community that we found at select was people genuinely asking for your whole life story the first day you're on a job site and like wanting to get to know who you are and um, what you're passionate about and anything that they can just to get to know you just because they care and how much that impacts an employee's quality work because they're engaged and care about the people that they're working with Mm -hmm. then they start to care about what they're doing so that's just something that's become I've just learned how huge that is, is the depth of relationship and touch points every week to see how people are doing and what they want to improve on and um, Mm -hmm. what's not going well for them and just investing in their life. Like, I just think that's huge. So good. Is there anything that sticks out uh, to you guys? And I know I kind of went first and I brought up quality in regards to just thinking about your guys' story. And, and we didn't really talk about that a lot from your guys' 
story. Uh, just, just there were just a few little nuggets there, and, and that's something that, again, when I think about both of you, it's it's like really clear to me. But uh, when you think back to your story, whether it's whether it's um, you know being young professionals, and then or talking about you know relationally and, and talking about the intimacy there, um, talking about starting a business. Uh, spiritual or practical tools uh, and, and anything you'd want to share, you know, with, uh, with us and, and the audience with uh, things that they can think about from, from your guys' stories from your testimony that you would then want to challenge them with kind of a, in the next section here. So this is again, equipping section. We're wanting to equip them with, some spiritual and practical tools, things that have made mm-hmm. you successful, things that have helped you grow. I've talked about values. I've talked about quality. Mm-hmm. What else would you say you'd want them to think about? Yeah. Um, I think like early on um, when I look back to just how, how our careers started and everything, I was a very um, kind of naive, um, like, I guess I just, I looked, I was, I, I, I knew so little that I think I um, kind of put myself lower on the totem pole and, and, and was always kind of looking for, um, like something I could, um, whether it was a person or like a set of values, like, like, um, like I mentioned before, it was, it was always like this almost like humbling thing. Um, that I didn't, so I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew this person did it well. Mm-hmm. So I just like, want to use them as a, as a lens to see things that I can't see because of my inexperience. Um, so I, I know my brother was a big part of that. Like I early on, like when it comes to like leadership stuff or whatever, like I kind of just thought like, what, what would my brother do in this situation? And then Nate Tenable became one of those people, um, I had a really high respect for him after that first year. Um, he's just, he's just such a good leader, man. Like, um, yeah. So, so I think, um, my naiveness almost like humbled me to be able to like Mm. pick out the best in other people and try and be that. Oh, I like where you're going with that. So, uh, you know, understanding that you didn't know it all coming in with an attitude, a heart of learning. I got the image of a sponge and uh, not full, right? Yeah. If a sponge is full, all you can do is squeeze it and it just wants to like let go of water. Yeah. But you came in as a sponge that was ready to like take on water and take on. Yeah. 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 Totally. And like I said earlier, when I won production associated the year that year, like, that seriously was such a shock to me because I had 
such a high amount of respect for everybody who was in that role. And by no means did I think I stood out amongst that group. Like, like I thought I was somewhere in the middle or or whatever. (laughs) Um, Hopefully somewhere in the middle. Um, So yeah. So like, I really, um, yeah, it, I just, I just really like, I don't want to say I intentionally humbled myself, but like, I didn't know any better. Um, and I think that was like an advantage almost. Um, yeah. Anything you would add to kind of what he's saying, uh, in regards to what you saw of him and, or, or, or anything that you've seen just as he's gotten older in regards to how, how being, he's using the word naive, uh, but that's a vulnerable, just mm-hmm. that vulnerability. Like, I, I mean, I think about that in itself and that that's a word that I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily want to use or admit what strengths have you seen in him regarding that as a professional, as a, as personally, as he's grown. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, I think we are really lucky to have met each other at work and that's like we saw each other at extreme highs and lows because we were investing so much into our jobs. Like, um, and so, yeah, I've been extremely thankful to have seen him that first year and through the years later too. like those skills that he learned initially and how he carried them. Um, I think a big thing as just as we're talking about tools, um, a big thing for us, like we love personality test type things And so just really learning how he applies areas of his um, personality and traits and characteristics that he has to his work and then outside of work. um, I think we've just learned a lot about each other through that. And yeah. Do you think it was unique? You know, you've talked about the environment of your, of your workplace being a, a, a community uh, you haven't necessarily said it was a vulnerable environment, but but just by obviously Sam saying what he said, he was a vulnerable individual who was willing to kind of admit even that. So do you think more uniquely you got to see more of, of Sam on a personal level in the workplace, whereas potentially a lot of other workplaces like you're not allowed to show or it's not normal to show that type of vulnerability. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's a huge part of select is just the support of like talking about everything that's going wrong and all of the feelings that you have around (laughs) it and just being supported, even if you made expensive mistakes and Mm. just, yeah, a lot of things can happen, but we were just like encouraged to be open and honest. So yeah. And then knowing what that intensity, like when he made a mistake I or I made a mistake, like we knew the weight of it because we'd seen it or experienced it ourselves. And so, um, yeah, definitely that helped. That's so good. So uh, what, what we would mention in, in the challenge section, so don't let me forget would be whoever's listening and wherever they're working, like bring that vulnerability to your workplace. Yeah. So we'll mention more on that in a minute. Andrea, anything you want to mention on looking back on our stories and equipping practical tools, spiritual tools that's helped you grow, 
helped you learn about yourself, others. Yeah. Um, I spoke into the personality test. That's something that yes. we feel really big about. Um, I Select also does a one-on-one -on -one weekly meeting, which I didn't know how impactful that was until I've worked in somewhere now that doesn't have that every week. And I just crave it so much. Right. Some of my one-on-ones would have been very like logistical things and everything going on. And then my, um, when I was doing them with Tracy, we would have either logistical one-on-ones or a feelings one-on-one -on -one where we would just like work through everything that I'm feeling and just processing it all. Nice. So these one-on-ones that Selected does, I don't know if you guys have talked about them at all, but mm -hmm. the basic agenda of them is it's all about the person that's getting the one-on-one -on -one and just questions of how are you doing? What's going well? What's not going well? What are you going to do this week to achieve that? And how can I help you? And we'll talk about it again next week. Like it's so basic, but so impactful in the workplace. Right. Yeah. So I had a one-on-one -on -one this week that was so good for me. It was only 15 minutes and the, the, my supervisor who gave it, Micah Bruns, he just said, Gordon, don't want you to say anything other than how you're doing personally. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to me about work. And I just was like, okay. And I hadn't been asked that question in a while mm -hmm. in regards to like, even as like friends, like friends often will say like, talk to me about work. And so you do, but to not have to talk about work only if I want to, if, if I naturally go there, but it was so great to be able to just say what well, was on my heart. And it was a little bit about painting, mm -hmm. but it was a lot more about thinking about 10 years from now and just things that were on my heart that if he didn't ask me that question, I wouldn't have got to share any of that. And I went home that night uh, to the dinner table and I just shared with my wife. That was the best one-on-one -on -one I've had in a long time. So it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to get into our challenge section. All right, everyone. We are going to jump into our last section and we're going to hear from Sam. We've talked off air, and we are excited to be able to share some of the thoughts we have around uh, challenging uh, all of us to apply what we're learning and, and really trust that something's going to happen if we listen to what we are hearing. Uh, the whole purpose of this is never to feel discouraged or never to feel like um, we're not also practicing this. Uh, we want to be able to challenge you, but also know that within that challenge, there's support, there's, there's this podcast and, 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 and other episodes to give you some direction. And so that's why we're excited to be able to talk about this right now. So Sam, you know, we've, uh, we've talked a little bit, go ahead and start with kind of some of your thoughts around what you would want to challenge us with after all the things we've talked about what really comes to the surface for you and, and how you'd want to kind of conclude things. Yeah. So if I were to challenge any young entrepreneurs or just anybody who's pursuing goals, really, um, I think one big part of Andrea and I's story that we both um, had a lot of was that this isn't going to be like a, very attractive answer or 
an answer most that, that has like a ton of wisdom, but, um, but like we just put in the time, like we put in a lot of blood, sweat and tears to, to our company. Um, and we were really committed and we said yes to a lot of things, probably too many things. Um, but it just gave us this really robust experience. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just cannot skip over that at all. Um, you know, from, uh, booking a job, selling a job, interviewing, recruiting, hiring, and training teams to producing, to doing the admin job costing on the back end, to running payroll like either Andrea or myself have had our hands in, in right. every part of that process. Um, and, it's, and it's awesome that we are doing this journey together because we could kind of combine our experiences. Right. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I can't, I can't skim over that. I can't emphasize just like how much, like just putting in the time matters. Right. Um, but on, on the other side of that, um, through dating and like our engagement and now starting a business, there's just been so many things that have like fallen into place that, that like probably shouldn't have fallen into place. They probably shouldn't have came as easy for us as they did. I don't want to say as easy, but like, um, clear, yeah, clear. They came. Clear. Well, no, I don't even want to say clear. Like there's remember when we were saving up for our wedding and had like all these bills that we had to pay for it. And we're hiring all these different vendors and like we would budget every month or so. And we're like, oh, gosh, I don't know how we're going to pay for all this, but we managed it all without skipping a beat really. And it just like, it just seemed like, like it was just, uh, we were given a blessing to do this. Um, and same with, same with starting a business. Um, and like, buying a house, buying our equipment, um, all of, all of that good stuff. Like we've been able to, to do things that we probably shouldn't have been able to do. And we've just like taken that as a sign of like, like I'm blessing you go off and do this. So, um, so just like being aware of, of that stuff. Um, listening to to just the holy spirit and how they're leading you and and following um uh yeah just following that lead so good yeah yeah and with that idea of like being keenly aware like i don't think we would have known necessarily that these things were falling into place and it meant that we're supposed to get married or he's the one i'm gonna marry or when we found our house, like he said, when we weren't really looking yet or the truck before we were looking, like we, we weren't planning for it, but it happened quicker. And so, like he said, it was felt like this blessing, but we were also just like trusting that God was working and, um, that these were the signs of like, okay, it's time to take the next step. Like this thing is done now, like keep moving forward for the next thing. So it's trusting what God is doing and, and having faith that, 
um, he's going to keep doing those things. So, you know, we're starting this business now and we have quit our jobs and we're going to be trusting that we're yeah. going to have work coming in and in the middle of a global pandemic and yeah. like soon and, to be recession. Yeah. And, uh, that we'll be making money that we need to, to pay our bills and, uh, survive. And, and if we don't, we gave it a shot, but we feel like this is what like we should be doing next and we should be giving it a shot and we're trusting God will lead however yeah. he sees fit. So being attentive and keen to what God is doing and trusting him. Mm-hmm. And also being willing to, for like the worst case scenario almost too. Sure. Like we, like our business might flop and we might have a few months where we're living off rice and beans and whatever, like that very well may be the case. Um, we certainly hope not, but um, like we're aware of the risk. Right. Um, but yeah. what's fun to think about though is, is you know why it would flop and why it won't flop. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not going to flop because of poor quality. It's not going to flop because of a lack of faith. It's not going to flop because you're not doing the, the things that you really care about in regards to the mission and the vision of the company. Yeah, there might be some recession things that cause it to have to scale down or whatever might happen, but that's really cool. I mean, I don't think every entrepreneur can have that type of like faith and confidence in regards to what they step out in if they're not rooted really firmly. And so I want to just tie that in with kind of what what's on my heart. And that's around the idea of transformation happens inside someone a lot more than happens on the outside. And so I've been walking with y'all for six years and you look pretty dang similar, both beautiful. And with that, what's happened on the inside of you is now what's happening within the company that you're starting. And, and, and all of that has been a natural growth. It's been natural, meaning that your roots of, of the values that you have, the faith that you have, all those things have been going down. It's all invisible. And now you're on this new side of things, which is you're growing and we're actually able to start to we're starting to see like, this is what transformation looks like. It looks like two people who've invested, you know, six years of their life. So 12 years total into what does it look like to run a company from a small business model and now you're doing it. And so the fruit that I believe is going to come from this company is uh, what, what you mentioned, Sam, which was elevating the industry of, of, you know, what marketplace should look like and how uh, blue collar trades should operate, how they should estimate, how they should produce, how they should do, you know, uh, their, you know, final bill and, and just everything that you're going to do that I know you're going to do because I've seen you do it for six years, that's going to change the industry and, and that's going to be a part of changing the city. And so 
that's how we're going to uh, that's how we're going to tie this comment in, Sam. Rising tides raise all ships. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, so I guess as as I first started with painting, like painting was cool and it was a career and stuff. Um, but like, it was really focused on like leadership de development was, was like kind of what seemed to be like the priority mm -hmm. that like, this is the experience you're going to get out of taking this role was leadership development. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like I got that experience pretty early on and towards the, later end of my career at select um, my passion shifted a little bit away from leadership development and more towards um, like painting right. and like learning a trade and learning a skill and knowing how to do it professionally and really, really well. And I just think that's so cool um, to, to, to do something, to know how to do something that you, you can provide yourself with and provide for other people like for the rest of your life. Right. Um, there's so many, so many lessons to be learned there. Um, so many parallels you could draw, draw with it. Um, and so as my passion for, for painting kind of increased, um, like I've just, uh, I've, I've, incorporated that more in my life. Like I, I've learned so much from working shoulder to shoulder with a lot of different painters, like probably hundreds of different painters, right. Through over the years, throughout the years, like lots. Um, and I would say that's the, the bulk of my, my skill came from that, but all of the, the refinement honestly came from like nerding out on Instagram Right. Like in like following all like painters from all around the country, all around the world, learning to do things differently, like just seeing just a 10 second video where they did this and it just clicked. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like <laughs> like it, it just that makes so much sense. And honestly, this sounds silly, but like the Instagram community is where I got that idea of the rising tides raises all ships. Wow. I'm pretty sure somebody on Instagram said that. It's another painting or painter or something. Um, and like to see how that network of, of painters all over the world um, communicate with each other, share tricks, tips, ask each other questions. Like it's so cool. It's, it's been so stinking cool to see. And as we have been involved with the painting industry in Sioux Falls a lot, um, you know, not just with select, but like we've networked and gotten to know other painters from other companies and friends of ours have went out <clears throat> to start their own painting companies. And um, so like we, we've kind of ingrained ourselves in this network of painters and um and I just think there's um, like, I think a lot of people would consider them your competition um, in, in a certain perspective. Yeah, they absolutely are. But 
we're pulling from the same market to get jobs. We're pulling from the same labor pool to get employees. So whether you like it or not, we're in this together. So we might as well work with each other, um, bounce ideas off each other, share, you know, sub work back and forth, um, you know, talk products, talk systems and processes, um, and just like, let, like, let's elevate the industry. And, and another thing with that is like painting isn't next necessarily this attractive, right. like career, right? Definitely not a blue collar trade. Yeah, totally. Like in, in, there's nobody growing up nowadays saying they want to be painters. They want to be drywallers. They want to be electricians or plumbers or roofers or whatever. Right. And I fully believe that here in five to 10 years, those are going to be the jobs in high demand. Those are going to be the jobs that pay really well. Um, but there's no young people growing up wanting to learn those. So, so the idea of a rising tide, like, like what I envision <clears throat> the rising tides in Sioux Falls is, is us as a network of painters and painting companies. Like it's our, it's almost our responsibility to make this look attractive. It's our job to um, speak well of it. Yeah, speak well of it. Do a really good job, um, and like do it right the first time. Uh, have a servant's heart through that. Transfer skill to the next person. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's one hundred percent our responsibility as painters to make this attractive for young people growing up so we can keep feeding the industry um so it doesn't just just crumble so um good. so i just got the image of uh jesus being a carpenter yeah and he could have been anything he wasn't in need of being a doctor because he kind of had his own way of doing that and he had a lot of other unique characteristics that uh, yeah. didn't really require a trade but he did have a profession. Right. And so that's just a fun little side note there. Yeah. So you see that idea of that's that's how a transform transforming city really takes off. Yeah. I think I think we're we're not exactly sure what it's going to look like. Um, we have ideas um, and hopes but we're holding that rather loosely. Um, our job is just to put one foot in front of the other and um, just do our part for now. And it, and it'll, it'll develop on its own. Um, do you want so. to tease out any of those things that Nichols painting will provide that uh, you're confident it will provide? And, and it, you know, I don't want to make you over promise anything, but yeah. is there things that you're passionate about that you'll be able to offer and, Five years at least. I I don't know. So that's that's hard to say. I mean, we could get into the services we want to offer, but I don't think that's the point. Um, I think what Andrea and I have found uh, a lot of trajectory mm -hmm. within is where our design backgrounds and, and degrees have have um, kind of married our painting profession yeah. and. Um, and so like, you know, you may not see a lot of correlations like directly between painting and uh, graphic design, which we both have degrees in, um, but there's a lot of indirect relationships. Like um, 
obviously we work with color every day. Um, how colors interact with each other, creating contrasts and harmony, um, right. kind of the union between how something looks and how something functions. Um, so, so these are things that like we're excited about and, and we think we can do them pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but so, so what you undoubtedly will see from us is, is, is that like, I, right. like, like Andrea does a phenomenal job with our Instagram and our social media presence and our branding. And like, we have spent a significant amount of time and effort um, and resources on that. Like, so like, yeah, we, we want things to look good and be done right. And um, yeah. So, so good. Oh, so what we can for sure expect being that your first job was done today yep. is exterior painting and interior painting. Yep. And all of the rest is for a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we'd love to do cabinetry stuff and okay. um, murals, wallpaper, mm -hmm. maybe some, like artistic finishes, faux finishes. Yeah. There's uh, like lime paints and lime plasters we want to play with, uh, whitewashing, like, but um, I, I should say lime washing. Um, like exterior houses, like brick, um, Venetian plasters. I like, there's, there's just a ton of things that we are interested in pursuing. And, and that's honestly like why we bought this house so soon. Like we want like a canvas right, you got to, to go crazy on so we can practice on our house and then so good. go do it in your house. Awesome. So, Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much. Both of you. And I think just for the audience, just to hear one more fun thing, because there's been a lot of fun things, uh, either something you've been enjoying reading or something you've been enjoying listening to. No right or wrong answer here. And I know it's sometimes hard to be put on the spot. I know I was put on the spot. Yeah. Uh, I think it was last week. Last, Yes, it was last episode with Jeff Mann. He asked me the question right back at me. And I was like, uh -huh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> give me a minute. I gotta pull up my phone because yeah. I don't actually, I can't remember. I'm on the spot. Yeah, what comes to mind as far as to something you're either reading or listening to? Yeah, uh, there's a 70s road trip playlist on Spotify that I've been really digging lately. Good, I mean, it's just I didn't even make a playlist, it just popped up. <laughs> you found but, it, uh, yeah, and some good podcasts and stuff. Most of the podcasts I listen to are painting related, either right on, yeah. Most people aren't interested in those, so I don't. <laughs> if, awesome. if if you are interested, get a hold of me. I'll tell you. Right, right. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of me on Facebook or Instagram. Okay. Look direct up messages. Nichols Painting. Um, yep, direct message is great. Sweet. Yeah. Good. Andrea. Uh, reading. I guess I've because we we're jumping into this and. It's a big step. Um, just kind of trying to figure out how to do business with my husband and hmm. kind of, um, this is going to sound cliche, but I read an article about from Joanna and Chip Gaines, husband and wife who yeah. do business together. Um, but just trying to figure out what my role is and what his role is and what it looks like together and what my voice is and all of that. So just trying to 
learn more about doing businesses. A couple. Right on. Right on. And can we get a hold of you the same way we get a hold of Sam? Yeah, same awesome. way. Social media. Awesome. I know you guys both like coffee, so uh, send them a direct message. Ask them to go have coffee with you, and you will not regret spending any amount of time with Sam and Andrea. So thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank man. you. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Before I let you go this week, I just want to say a special thanks again for listening. Thank you to Sam and Andrea for taking the time to spend with us and share their testimony. I hope that it unlocks anyone who's looking to get into entrepreneurship or looking to take that next step of faith. I hope that you can share it with friends and family or a coworker who has more potential that you can see and just needs to hear a fresh word. I hope that you can reach out to me. I'm at tlgenetwork at gmail.com and we can get together and have coffee if that's something that you're interested in. Again, thanks for listening and I hope that this last song inspires you here. It's by Marvin Gaye, Ain't No Mountain High. Have a great week and bless you. This week's outro song is inspired by Sam's comment on good 70s music. And it's also a prophetic declaration over Nichols' painting and their testimony as a family that no matter what happens in the future, they are going to get through it. In Jesus' name, enjoy the song.